0: Line with how we think, with the way we think, that your mind must get fixed on the things of God. Now, in in Romans twelve two, it says, "Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed." That word "transform" means to be changed. How am I going to be changed by the renewing of my mind? The renewing of my mind to what? The Word of God. Now, here's what you got to understand. If you don't renew your mind to the Word of God, you will not be changed. And if you're not changed, then you're going to live conformed to what? This world. This world. And so it is very important that I begin to get the Word of God. And I get the Word on a daily basis. And I keep getting the Word and keep getting the Word. Because what's the Word going to do? It's going to change the way I think. It's going to change you on the inside. So get in the word. Let the word begin to absorb the word of God. You know, there in Joshua 1, he says, meditate on the word. That means to, to hold fast to it, be fixed on it. Now, go with me to the book of Genesis chapter number 1. Genesis chapter 1. We're going to read a couple of passages here in the Old Testament first to get going tonight. And, and here where I'm reading here, guys, you got to realize... This was before the fall of man. And the original order of of man's environment on the earth, it must be distinguished with the difference with what happened after man fell. Okay? That's when Adam sinned. And so here in Genesis 1, verse 31, this is taking place before mankind fell. And listen what it says. Then God saw everything that he had made, And indeed, it was very good. What was very good? Everything. Everything that God created. And you want to hear a good translation? The message says, it was so good, so very good. Now, this was before the fall of man. But right now, our present world, the kingdom here, it doesn't reflect this with what God intended it to be. Now, be very, very cautious that you never attribute things that happen in this realm as acts of God or the will of God. The things that take place on this earth that aren't aren't good, they are a result of man's fall, okay? How many of you have ever seen a bad storm and they say, Man, that's an act of God. That wasn't an act of God. Oh, God didn't have nothing to do with that. And so be careful. Anytime you attribute those things, this all is what happened because of the fall of man. Now, with Father God, everything he created, it was good. So very good. Now, go with me to the book of Deuteronomy. Let's look at one more before we jump in the New Testament tonight. Deuteronomy chapter 6. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Why do you say those, Pastor? Well, I remember all those years of my life, I didn't have a clue where Deuteronomy was. Couldn't even spell it. It's okay, if you don't know where they're at, man, get you a little thing in there. Don't be embarrassed about stuff like that. I say these things out loud a lot of times, not for your good, for my good. That's how I memorize them and things, so I'm just talking to myself most of the time anyhow. Deuteronomy 6, verse 10. So it shall be, I like that right there. So it shall be when the Lord your God brings you into the land which he swore to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Now listen to this. To give you large and beautiful cities which you did not build. Now what? That he would give you large and beautiful cities that you did not build. Verse 11. Houses full of all good things. Which you did not feel, Hone out wells which you did not dig. Vineyards and olive trees which you did not plant. When you are eaten in full. Now I'm going to stop right there. If you didn't dig them and you didn't build them and do all these things, then who did? And so what you're reading there is exactly what God wants to do with us. This is the blessing of the covenant. When he said, this is what I want to give you. Now, he goes on to say there in verse 12. Then beware, you, least you forget the Lord. Now, how do you forget the Lord? You quit obeying him. You turn your back on him. least you forget the Lord who brought you out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. Now, right here, guys. He's identifying two different sources or kingdoms we can live under. We can live under the blessing, the things that God will give us, that when we become covenant with him, once you give your heart to Jesus, your covenant, or you can choose to live under the earth's curse system, bondage, what he's talking about here. Now look what he goes on to say in verse 13. You shall fear the Lord your God and serve him. Now, two things that stand out there. You shall fear the Lord your God and serve him. You know what serving is? Serving motivates people. The love of God motivates people to serve. The love of God. You know what the fear of God does? It prevents me from sinning. When I love God, I'm going to serve. And when I fear God, I'm going to tell you, man, I do not want to sin. I believe our nation is at a critical point where we need the fear of God to come back in. Too many believers, they don't fear God. They don't think there's any consequences for sinning. But right here, he gives us a warning. Now, two more verses here I want you to see. Verse 17 and 18. You shall diligently, diligently. Now, what does that word say to you? Diligently. That's day by day by day by day by day. You shall diligently keep the commandments of the Lord your God, His testimony and statutes, what He has commanded you, and you shall do what is right and good in the sight of the Lord, That it may be well with you. So he's telling me right here. You want to walk in these blessings? Then learn to diligently do what's right. Learn to please God. Learn to live for God. And God is a God who still blesses. Now, for most of the rest of the evening, I want you to go to the book of Luke back into the New Testament. Luke chapter number 12. Now, we've been talking about the switch of faith, guys. And I believe you're going to get touched tonight that you begin to see some things here. Luke chapter number 12. This is why it's very important that you you, uh, bring your Bible. You know, a few weeks ago, we had the guy from the Gideon's here, and he said something very interesting. You know what he said? He said, this is the first church I've been to in a long, 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 long time that when you told them to turn to a scripture... He said, I heard pages turning. Ooh, you know what it did to me? I, it blessed me. It blessed me. I was like, yes, hallelujah. That's why it's important you bring your Bible. That's your sword. That's, that's it, man. This is God's blueprint for your life. Luke 12, verse 16. Then he spoke a parable to them, saying, The ground of a certain rich man yielded plentiful." And he thought within himself saying, what shall I do since I have no room to store my crops? And you know what? He's blessed, man. He's got a lot, a lot of goods. So he said, listen to this, all the eyes in here. I will do this. I will pull down my barns and build greater. And there I will store all my crops and my goods. I will. I, 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 I. Verse 19 and i will say to my soul soul you have many goods laid up for many years take your ease eat drink and be married and be merry now this is the dangers of materialism guys right here you begin to see that this man believes that his possessions are his livelihood these possessions bring him security now Many times in our life, what happens in our society is we'll work all the days of our life to what? To retire. Now, I don't believe God right here is teaching that you don't need to plan for retirement and have wisdom. I believe that's what he wants us to do. But in this situation, when you live by the laws of this world, the earth's curse system, your money is going to become your security. And when your money becomes your security, you know what you do? You hoard it. You hold on to it. It's mine. No, I'm never going to let go of it. Now, with him saying this, look at verse uh, 20 at the Lord's response. And God said to him, fool, fool. The people of the world would say, you're smart. Once you get it, hang on to it, baby. Invest it. God's not against you investing. But pay close attention. He says fool. And look what he goes on to say. This night, your soul will be required of you. Then whose will those things be which you have provided? In other words, your life's going to end. Then who's going to get it? And every one of us will come to a point when our life ends here. And so he says fool now think about this for a minute this guy he looked at his own possessions as his security and when i begin to look at this more and more you know what it's saying he did not depend on god he looked at everything he could do and see that's what we do many times in our life we look at all the things we could do and when i look at all that i live selfishly the big thing in this here is he took god out of the equation Now, once again, I don't believe the Lord is is not saying to use wisdom and save and plan. But I believe this, guys. When we do that and do everything we can out of our own abilities, I put all my trust in Wall Street. I put all my trust in the stock market. I put all my trust into my retirement. And ultimately, you know what happens? you got to hoard it. Because you know what? I'm never going to have enough. What happens if I lose it? This is why the Lord said to him, you fool. Now look what he goes on to say in the next verse. So is he who lays up his treasure for himself and is not rich toward God. The message says you fill your barn with self and not God. So right here in this area, I've got to begin to look and think, what am I doing with the things I have? This man, I believe, he failed to truly understand life's true objectives. He didn't trust God. He didn't get over there and live for God. I believe this is huge for each one of us. I don't care what you do in life. Don't look at money. Don't look at your things as your security. Every one of us in this room at one time or another have probably thought this or said this. If I only had this, my life would be well. That's not true, guys. You can have the whole world. You can gain the whole world and lose your soul. You can have all these things and it not be well with you. Look back to Luke chapter 5. Luke chapter 5. Just to heed right there some of the scriptures that I've got to look to the kingdom. I've got to get my mind on the kingdom. Be kingdom minded. And watch what God will do. Now here in Luke 5 you're talking about getting blessed. Now if you'll... Listen to this and get this on the inside of you. Luke chapter 5, verse 1. So it was as the multitude pressed about him to hear the word of God that he stood by the lake of Genesaret. And they were pressing in. They were pressing in what for? Hear the word of God. We've got to hear the word of God. You can see, like, guys, the word of God was very important. Verse 2. And he saw two boats standing by the lake. But the fishermen had gone from them, and they were washing their nets. Now, it becomes very clear, evident to me, that these men's occupation was that of a fisherman. That's what they did for a living. They were fishermen, okay? Verse 3. Then Jesus got into one of the boats, which was Simon Peter's, And he asked him to put down out from a little from the land and he sat down and he taught the multitudes from the boat. Now, what I want you to understand here, their business has now changed kingdoms. Their occupation is still that of fishermen, but their business has changed kingdoms. You know why? They begin to put the kingdom of God first. They said, okay, Lord, here's our boats use our boats our occupation our business to what to promote the kingdom of god so right here you know what these guys peter does he gives the lord his boat and because he sought the kingdom and said lord you can have it his livelihood now comes under the kingdom of god so jesus does this he teaches now look what happens in verse four and when Jesus had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. You know what I believe Jesus was saying to him? Peter, because you put your boat, your occupation, you let the kingdom of God come in. You put the kingdom of God first, I want to bless you. I want to take care of you. And what did Jesus say? He said, let down your nets. In other words, you know what, you know what Peter did? You sow into the kingdom, you're going to reap. And this is what happens. And so he said, let down your nets for a catch. Now, look what happens here with Peter in verse 5. But Simon answered and said to him, Master, we have toiled all night. That word toil means labored. That word toil means work. Now, when I saw that word, guys, it took me all the way back into Genesis 3.17. And if you were here a couple of weeks ago, when Adam fell, the fall of mankind, the Lord said to Adam, because what you did, you're going to toil all the days of your life. Now, when I begin to look at this you begin to see when we toil and we work and we work and God's not part of our life, then you know what we're doing? We're doing everything out of our own abilities. And when you do everything out of your own abilities, you're going to work and you're going to work and you're going to work and you're going to work over time. And so look what happens. Peter said, we toiled all night and caught nothing. We didn't catch a thing. You see that? Now get this. Nevertheless, at your word, nevertheless, at your word, the kingdom of God, guys, it operates off of the word of God. When I obey the word of God, I'm going to tell you, there's going to bring blessings. There's going to bring provision. So Peter said, nevertheless, at your word. So guess what's going on here? There becomes a partnership between the Lord and between Peter. And the thing is, is when we seek the kingdom first, Luke uh, Matthew 6, he promised what? All these things are going to be added to you. And so guess what? Peter here, he's taken his business, his occupation of fishing, and said, okay, Lord, here it is. And the Lord says, now listen, Pete, I want to bless you. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down. Now, what you've got to understand here tonight is this. The kingdom of God does not have to agree with what's going on in this world. Once again, now listen close. Romans 8, 2 says, For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus is greater or, or, or stronger than the law of sin and death. What I'm talking about here, guys is the kingdom of God doesn't have to line up with what's going on in the world. It supersedes the world. In other words, in this situation, the laws of this world, you know what? He said, we hadn't caught nothing. I don't know if it was the wrong time of night. I don't know if they were using the wrong bait. I don't know if the water was murky. The water pressure was high. I don't know if Peter and all those guys were tired and hungry, but nevertheless, at your word. So in other words, the word of God, the kingdom of God, it's not dictated by what happens on this earth. If I'll begin to obey it, no matter what the circumstances are, God's going to bless me. And you know what? A lot of people say, well, but, but. the No, the buts aren't in the kingdom of God. The butts aren't in the word of God. Now many times, here's a key for us. Many times with the kingdom of God, instead of acting on the word, we procrastinate. Instead of acting on the word, we say stuff like this. Lord, I'll pray about it. You know what that means? You're not going to do nothing. Now, when I look at this, What would have happened if old Peter would have looked at Jesus and said, I'm going to pray about that, Lord. He wouldn't have got nothing. So instead of procrastinating, I'm going to tell you, we just got to learn to start acting on the Word. When Jesus says, "Do I'm going to tell you, if I'll begin to act on the Word and be a doer of the Word, I'm going to tell you, the blessings are going to come. The blessings are going to come. Now, look at the result here in verse 6. And when they had done this, what'd they do? They obeyed. And when they obeyed, guys, to throw out those nets. Remember, everything in the natural said, no way. But not only did they obey, I believe Peter obeyed by faith. He threw those nets out by faith. And he said, and when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish. And their net was breaking. Once again, you go back to Matthew 6, You put the kingdom of God first, you know what God's going to do? He's going to bring provision for you. Whatever you need, he's going to bring it. In this situation, the provision, the fish was resources and the fish was food. Now, when I look at this passage right here, as they put the kingdom first, listen real close. Their business and their occupation came under the blessing. Now, Jesus himself said something very profound in Matthew 9, 29. He said, according to your faith, let it be unto you. According to your faith, let it be unto you. Why am I telling you that? Well, I want you to look real closely at some things here. Look back in verse 6 at the end, and it says, and when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish, and their net was breaking. Note right there in verse 6 the word net. It is singular. Their net was breaking. Why do I highlight that? Well, thank this. Keep in mind, Jesus said, according to your faith, so it be unto you. Look back at verse 2 with me real quick. And he saw two boats standing by the lake, but the fishermen had gone from them, and they were washing their nets, nets, plural, so guess what you see right there? I don't know how many nets Peter had, but evidently he had at least two. Now, look in verse 4 at what Jesus said he wanted to do. And when he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, launch out in the deep and let down your nets, plural. So what Jesus telling? I want to bless you, but yet when we read verse 6, you know how many Peter let down? Oh, no, He let down one. And so you know what that tells me? That's where Peter's faith was at. But you know what I believe with all my heart? If Peter would have thrown ten nets out there, God was going to bless him. And so, so many times, as your faith is according to your faith, so it be to you. See, he's going to bless you. He's going to take care of you. But it is dependent even on my faith. What can I believe? Now, I tell you guys. Get out there and believe for things that you can achieve. Get out there and get your faith. In other words, don't have faith for a Cadillac when you've never believed God for a tricycle. See, many times we've never believed God. Start believing God for some things. Sow some seed. Get some things out there just like Peter did. And watch what God will do. Now, this even gets better. This gets better. Now remember, in Genesis 12... The Lord said to Abraham, I want to bless you. I want to multiply you. I want to make your name great. I want, to be, I want to bless you to be a blessing. Look at the result of what happens here in verse 7. So they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats so that they began to sink. I'll tell you, you know what I see right here? Peter was so blessed that he said, come on, boys. You've got to get in on this too. Once again, not only did the Lord bless him, multiply him, but he said, Peter, I'm going to bless you to be a blessing. Because of what Peter did, the other guys got blessed. It wasn't just about Peter. See, this is how the kingdom of God operates. God wants to bless each one of us. You know why? So we can bless others. So blessed, i got to give it away. Now look what happens in verse 8. And when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down on Jesus' knees, saying, Department feed me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. He knew how blessed he was. For he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of fish which they had taken, the blessing and the provision. Verse 10. And so also were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid. From now on, you will catch men and you know what's going on here guys jesus used their occupation to tap into their purpose their occupation was fishermen but you know what their purpose was people people and i say that tonight to say this whatever your occupation is that's just to get you to your purpose You're the salt of the earth. Don't think that you're just a nurse to be a nurse. No, you're a nurse to fulfill the purpose of God. You're not just a school teacher to teach kids. You're a school teacher to walk with the purpose of God. And so over and over and over and over and over and over in these passages, I begin to see this, that this is what God wants to do. Not only did Jesus want to take care of their provisions and bless them and supply all their need, He wanted them... To go right with the kingdom. He wanted the kingdom of God to flow through. See, we're not here, guys, just to make a living. But when I begin to hook up with the kingdom, there becomes kingdom purpose within each one of us. And so if you begin to hook up, I don't care what your business is. I don't care what your livelihood. They put the kingdom first. And when I put the kingdom first, I hear the word. And not only do I hear the word, guys, I begin to believe the word. I begin to believe those things. you got to get your faith out there. And I'm running out of time rapidly. Get your faith out there. Don't just think, man, I'm going to work. I remember the old old bumper sticker, I owe, I owe, so off to work I go. Man, it didn't have to be that way. I start living under the kingdom of God, and I'm going to tell you, God's going to bless me. The very blessing that he put upon Peter, he wants to do that. You know what he wants to do to us? He wants us to experience net breaking, boat sinking faith. He said, Man, just rise up. Just begin to trust me. Now think about how Peter had to trust him. I'm gonna give him my boat. Are you kidding me? But when Peter did, guess what? Everything he had came under the kingdom of God. And because of that, remember what Jesus said? I'm gonna bless you, Pete. I'm gonna bless you. Every bit of this, guys, flows right back into the very covenant that God established with us in Genesis 12. Now, remember a few weeks ago, and this is what I'll end with, most likely. Genesis 3. The Lord said that the blessings of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles. Might come upon the Gentiles through faith. Through faith. I'm going to tell you guys, he wants to bless us. He wants to bless us. And so even in my own life, you know what I'm going to see? And I've lived way beneath how Jesus wants me to. And it's not for me just to have a, a nice pair of t- It's for me to be blessed, to be a blessing, but to look at other people and say, God loves you. God's love, he's for you. And just as the Lord said to Peter, from this day on, buddy, you're going to be fishers of men. You know why? Because Peter tapped into the kingdom. You know, one of the, the most refreshing things in my heart Is when I think when we get to heaven, how awesome will it be when people look at you and say, I'm here because of what you did. I'm here because of what, I'm here because you gave. See, some of you in this room, you've never been to the orphanage. But you've given. You've sowed seed. And when you sow seed, even in that, guess what? You're going to have a part in that. Some of you have never been to Nigeria. Some of you have never been to Africa. Some of you have never been to India. But when you sow into people like Joyce Meyer's ministry, which is good fruit in my opinion, guess what? The day will come when there will be a little kid who who has India all over him and he'll look at you and say, Thank you. I'm here because you sowed into the kingdom of God. And I look in my own life and I'm here today because there were people that sowed in the city that I grew up in and I went to a church and gave my heart to Jesus and that day will come when I'm going to look at someone and say, thank you for sowing because I'm in heaven because you had the love for people. Man, does that not move you guys? Dang, I mean, it moves me, boy, it moves me. And so i become very kingdom-minded, guys. Everywhere I go, you become kingdom-minded. Be on the lookout. Stand up. Stand up.